Hi. How's it going? That's pretty good. Pretty good. Anything new and exciting going on? Uh nope. Nope. Well, that's boring. Oh, sorry. Yeah, tons, loads. Um, worked on the car today. Uh, went out and set a curse upon this house because of the garage. The garage is bad. And it's not. It's never not. It's never not bad. Like it. It is. Like I worry that if a bunch of nuns came around the corner door to door soliciting for money while I was in the garage, I would be in such a rage filled state. I'd punch mom in the face because I hate the garage so much. I just cleared out like three bins for you to have yeah, three and bins then, of space, and then put three huge boxes of shredding right in the main walkway. It's 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 like even Steven and Seinfeld. We get rid of something and some piece of crap just takes its space. Well, the shredding just needs to be shredded. Oh, super. Yeah. I'll just craft, figure out two hours. I could sit there and shred. We have children. Why do we have children? For that. If, if that's your question for the podcast, let's get into it. If that's this week's episode. <laughs> Actually, that's great. Why question. do we have children? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> all my stuff is broke. The house is getting wrecked. I don't have any free time. My money all goes to them. They never leave us alone. Episode finished. This was a this is a ending on a high note. Like <laughs> maybe we should ask that question. That wasn't my question, but maybe that's a good question. Well, we've kind of talked about it before. Well, no, we talked about more about was it what we expected. That doesn't have to be this week's episode. Okay. I think it's a great question though. Why the heck do we have kids? Um I think, I think in my mind, it was because I knew deep down I was living a life I didn't deserve. One of peace, (laughs) joy, (laughs) tranquility. And I knew I'm not a good person and I needed to, I needed penance. And so I had children to remind me that I'm dumb and ugly and ruin my stuff. So that's my answer my answer no i mean the the real one is because i wanted kids i wanted to see what it was like i've tried it out it's not for me (laughs) no it's not like it um well if that's legitimately what you're gonna ask then it wasn't at all my question but i think that that's a great question to ask and like that's the first piece for now. So yeah, we'll answer that. All right. Okay. So why did why do I think we have kids? Is yeah. that a way to? Yeah. Um or why the heck did we have kids? That's how that's how I'm gonna phrase it. Well, and the crazy part is we paid a lot to have kids. I know. I mean, we paid a like we're not one of those people that are like, hey, we didn't mean to, but Oops, we're having our kids. seventh kid. No. Um not because I wanted to. I wanted my own family. I wanted I wanted uh, little versions of me to speak the truth to people that I could laugh away as well, oh, kids, right? Um, no, I think it was more I wanted someone that I could teach and I wanted someone, yeah, I just wanted the experience of it. And frankly, I wanted you and I to have the experience of it, right? Like, I was just going to say something really, really bad, but some people might take it as a joke, so I won't say it. Um, now I want to hear it. Well, I was just going to say, well, our relationship was falling apart until we decided oh, yeah, to have yeah, you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then we had kids and it made it all better. Um, no, it's, yeah, it just comes down to, for me and you, that was the next, 
I don't want to say logical step, but that was the next step that I felt made sense, right? We'd been together for 10 years almost, right? Um, we'd lived together. We were on our second house together. Like there was, there was no question about where you and I were going. Like I knew we were, I mean, you literally, you won the lottery. So why would you ever make a change with us? Right. You knew it. I knew it. <laughs> um, but it just seemed like that was the next thing. Like, let's have kids. Let's, let's, let's see what happens when we take two tire fires and mix them together and see what happens. And we just had this conversation this morning. Two sure did. tire fires. The kids did not like that analogy at all. No, but Maya's like, see, two tire fires made perfection. Yeah, she wasn't willing to give credit to her sister because I said it was a perfect set. No, it it yeah, it was just it was the next it was it was the next step. It was it was the next place that I wanted to go in our relationship. And I was somewhat passive to the process. Like we've talked about it before. Like I didn't care. I cared when you were talking like 15 kids. I think there was there was an upper limit for sure. Six. I only wanted six. Um, yeah. Yeah. Six. Like it's better. <laughs> hey, I came around. Yeah, no, I know. They broke us. Once we had two, that was it. I was done. But you, but then you had talked me into four. I think we've talked about this on the podcast. You talked me into four. And I would have been okay with four as well. Like, I think there's, there's, once you get into the chaos of multiple kids, you know, it's Jim, I think we've talked about this. This is a repeat episode. This is like a best of Um, Jim Gaffigan, I think talks about it where, you know, when you have more than two babies or something like that, it's like you're drowning and someone from the shore keeps throwing you oh, babies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I could see the logic in that, like that, you know, you're gonna they're gonna take care of each other, they're gonna play with each other. There's the but really the two I didn't really care about the number if we had two or four or if it had been six, whatever. But yeah, why the heck do we have kids? Because we made the decision we were going to do it and that was that. You and I are nothing if not stubborn. Like most people would have given up and be like, well, maybe it's not for us. And not you and me. I wanted, I don't know necessarily why. I don't know if I can articulate. And I and I know we've had this conversation yeah. that I've just always known I want to have kids and raise like little babies and I can kiss them. I wanted to watch Shaggy Dog. Hang on. One of the motivating factors in us completely changing our lifestyle was so you had someone little to watch Shaggy Dog with? Yes, because no adult wanted to ever watch Shaggy Dog. And I really wanted to watch it. And I knew children would watch it with me. Yeah. Do you know how you get the same effect? Go get your babysitting certification and then babysit kids and watch Shaggy Dog with them. And you know who never wanted to watch Shaggy Dog? Me. My children. Well, that's just the universe laughing at you. I also had children, so I would have someone to go skiing with. They hate skiing and hiking with. They hate hiking. You're too, you were too into it. That's why. Yeah. You get a low key it, then it's not a big deal. But I do think about, yeah, the, the teaching, it's those tender moments, right? And I think those, because it can become overwhelming for a, a lot of parents, especially if there are behaviors or in the heat of the fight or house being destroyed or, you know, no appreciation for what we do, like the self-centeredness that sometimes comes with it, right? Mm-hmm. And disrespect and all of that. But 
I think it's easy to get caught up in that and forget why we wanted to have kids in the first place, right? Yeah. And it's going back to those moments that I love where we do just, well, Willow and I today, we just laid out on the grass. It was a beautiful day, just laid out on the grass reading. And I just looked at her. She was this cute little bunch of bunch wrapped up in her blanket, mm -hmm. you know? And so sharing those little moments and looking forward to the milestones too, right? And 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 I think just that connection that I mean, you can have close friends and we've got each other, but it's just a different kind of connection, Yeah, you know, and, yeah, and, no, and sort of that closeness and being able to nurture and just be there for each other and traditions, seeing the milestones. Like I'm looking forward to those things. Yeah. And I probably say that I'm enjoying the later phases more than the earlier. Not that there was anything wrong with the earlier, but to me, it always felt like those milestones when they were little bitty were more you and them milestones, right? Like there was the big ones, like the walking and the talking and stuff. But it it doesn't feel to me like I've had as many opportunities to teach as until they get a bit older now, right? right? So I'm looking forward to that more so, yeah. right? Like this car that Maya bought, right? Like it's been years since I've worked in a car, but I, some of my happiest memories were hanging out in garages with my friends and just figuring out stuff, right? Setting cars on fire by accident and then fixing it or whatever. Um, But so to me, that's enjoyable, right? As the kids become their own person and become more individual, I feel I feel more comfortable being able to now offer guidance and, you know, things that I think resonate a bit better. Whereas I think you were always more right from the go, you were tuning just from your experience working with little kids, right? Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, I don't, maybe it's shifting because I don't necessarily have that, right? Where they come to me willow will come to me like hey mom you know i need yeah. your help with something but not as much you know and i think of the times like when they learn sign language it's incredible seeing a six-month-old do sign language yeah. you know and so i do miss those moments and i think unfortunately i took a lot for granted going through school missing out on like the first time maya hit the little rattle mm -hmm. when she was you know and rolling over and Look at me, look at me, look at me. Like I do miss all of those, you know, and just What so do you mean funny. miss? They literally still do that. The look at me thing still happens. No, it's look at the dogs. Look how cute the dogs are. I'm like, I don't need to look at another freaking dog. I know which kid does that. And they both actually do. One certainly does it way more than the other. But no, I'm that is a good word. Yeah. No, I'd agree with you. But that's it. Okay. That's my answer. So I guess then, because it is easy to get caught up in the frustration and just day to day in and out of life and, you know, everything else that we're managing and dealing with. So it, I think it would be so easy to create the laundry list of how crappy it is being a parent. But there's, there's nothing I hate about being a parent. Like I'll joke about it. Like, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll always joke about it. But I don't for a second regret being a parent. Like, oh, no, not no. not even in the worst days. Yeah. I regret those incidents. I regret, yeah. you know, not being able to rise above sometimes and not snap or lose my temper or, or you know those sort of harsh moments. I. That's the only real regret I have. But in terms of having kids, no, I'm a, I'm, 
I'm a much better person because I have kids. And I don't say that as a blanket. People that don't have kids don't know what they're missing. I think that's that's a shitty attitude. I think I've got friends that have decided not to have kids. And I I think that's great. Like, I think for them, they thought about it and they realized what they wanted. And I was just talking about this with a buddy a few days ago who doesn't have kids. And he and his wife are super happy. And they've got great careers. And they've got each other. And they do things. And... And when he and when they were first talking about it, I remember having a conversation where I said, the, the, you know, don't let someone else make you feel like you have to do it because it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing myself, had anybody pushed us to have kids, I likely would have dug my heels in and we, we'd be kidless, right? right? Because I hate that. But, but having kids... Yeah, it's awesome. They're they're funny, they're insightful. They teach me things with you know about myself that I I never would have thought to try and improve on or know about or any of that. Like, um, <laughs> this is going to sound like a shot, but it's not. But it's they've taught me patience. Yeah, they've one hundred percent taught me. Yeah, I get impatient <laughs> about. I get impatient about not so much them. Let me back that up. The impatience that you usually see is the impatience outside of the house where I'm frustrated in traffic or I'm those sort of outbursts, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, I'll get impatient with them in here if I've said five times, can you do your chores or can you? Yeah, that's, I'm not a robot. I am for sure going to get annoyed with that. But in, in previous episodes, we've talked about, especially the ADHD piece, I've had to learn that it's not them, it's me. And my reaction needs to be modified because I can modify it, right? Yeah. So things like that, I never would have had to learn, yeah. right? I never would have had to learn that insight. Um, Or the comfortable, like becoming comfortable with conflict too, right? Not that we're, we're not a family that scraps a lot, right? We chirp at each other. We don't really scrap. But there are times when you have to make those uncomfortable declarations or, you know, take a stance that isn't popular. And I never would have wanted to do that in my youth because I was a people pleaser. I was always a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And I still love making people happy when I can, but I'm also super comfortable when it doesn't suit my interest to be like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Right. So things like that I've grown. Um, I've learned I've, I've learned how horrifically ugly and stupid I am through the feedback I get from my children regularly. I never would have thought that I thought I was passable, but apparently I'm, I'm something like a, like a, like a troll under a bridge next. I don't know what. Um, you're a cutie patee. Thank you. I appreciate that. Please tell the kids. Yeah, it's it's. Although to be fair, you call Maya the goblin under the stairs. I called her that so. once, <laughs> and it's not my fault. It was super on point, and everybody else picked up on it. She is though, like she's getting paler and paler every day. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so it's it's those sort of things, right? Like those things that maybe I would have learned them, right? Maybe I would have learned them differently, but it's a lot different when you can see the immediate effect it has on someone as opposed to most people that go through their lives acting like really not not most people, when people go through their lives acting like bad people, they don't see the repercussions a lot of times. 
there's an immediate feedback loop when you have kids. Like you can tell the second you just did something wrong and crushed one of their dreams. And it's awful. Like it's awful. Um, But through that, I hope I get better and better so that by the time I die, they're like, oh my God, he was the best dad ever. And they forget all the crappy stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That's the goal. Um, Yeah. Well, I think that's an important point too, because I think so many people get caught in the, they're my kids, I'm the boss. And we try to mold our kids and that's not how it's done. Like we really do. And I think that one of the best things in my work that I love is seeing the growth that I see in parents and how much, especially a lot of the dads that I work with, just seeing the transformation that they have had in their own learning and growth. So I think that that's an important point, but that was my second question, kind of the benefits of having children. And yeah, like I think, Lots more self-awareness and learning to communicate effectively. I mean, that's been a whole journey that we've really been focusing on and changing our responses. And Well, learning, especially between genders, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's no way for a dad of girls to understand how to communicate with them unless they're absolute carbon copies of the dad, right? And our girls aren't. Right. And, and when I can be stern or when I can be pretty rigid, it doesn't get received well. Right. And so I've had to learn how to sometimes deliver a tough message in a way that hopefully gets through, right. As opposed to just throws walls up and I'm not great at it. I mean, I'm getting better, but those sort of things are still the tricky bits, right. Those sort of things like I said, I think I feel more now comfortable in my position as dad as they enter this more independent stage of their lives, right? Like Willow's still on the cusp, like, and and so it's important to kind of remember that, but she's an independent kid. Like she's always got her own mind of what she wants to do and how she wants to th- do things. And, and I'm cool with that. Like I will support whatever, right? But I've got to be aware then of, of when she's just kind of putting up a front because her day was rough and, you know, or whatever it was, because she does that too. And Maya's, Maya's a bit better. Like she'll, we've talked about this before, but they, they still both are more comfortable coming to you with those conversations, which is fine. Because I understand kind of what they need out of that conversation. And I'm not probably the best person every time to be like, well... I understand that sucks. Let's talk about it on a scale of one to 10. Like I'm not that dude. Right. I'm, I'm, well, we've, we've talked about this at length outside of the podcast in terms of I'm a solutioning guy. Like as soon as a situation starts being presented to me, my brain just starts clicking into, well, how do we fix it? How do we finish it? How do we get moving on? Right. And I, oddly enough, that's probably when to your second question, that's probably been the biggest learning is even though everything inside of me is screaming when I think the solution is, I'm like, "Mm -hmm. what do you think we should do about it? As I'm like (laughs) staring, going telepathically, I'm giving you the answer. You just need to look really strongly in my eyes and you'll have it. But that'll probably be the biggest thing. It's just not, you know, being okay with the fact that they're going to, they're going to mess up. They're going to make mistakes, right? (laughs) Anything cataclysmic, I'll step in and take the slings and arrows of, you know, why can't I do that thing? Well, because I know how it's going to end and it's going to end poorly and you're not going to do that thing. But really, yeah, not over solutioning and let them figure it out. Yeah. Which has definitely been huge for sure. All righty. That was quick and dirty. Quick and dirty. 
totally not wow. what I was gonna go with, but All right. yeah. Man, when I when I answer them, I answer them like you just don't even know how to follow up. I'm so thorough. I know. Just a boom. I know. It's impressive. Thanks. Thanks. I really appreciate that. Alrighty. Well, till next time. You keep sticking the ice. All right then. Do you even know what that means? Um, stay focused and do good work. There you go. Yeah. Be your best <laughs> self, comrade. Something like that. Yeah, sure. What does it mean? No, I absolutely love your answer better than anything I could have said. But what does it mean? No, something I'm, like that. I literally, you don't know. You don't know. Literally in my head, I want to make an old communist propaganda poster that just uses your words. Be a good person and do your best. Yeah. <laughs> With a sickle and stuff. It'd be so great. Good day. Good day to you. Thank you.